You're about to embark on a journey through the written word of God on subjects that deal with the day. This is Brothers Just Searching. How you doing, everyone? And welcome to Brothers Just Searching. I'm Isaac, along with Brother Daniel and Brother Anthony, as we go ahead and dive into the Word of God and discuss current world events. How you doing, guys? Doing good. Awesome. How's your week been going so far? Busy. Slow and busy. <laughs> I like how one said busy and slow, you know. So I wasn't at church Sunday. I'm sorry, you know. I'll repent. I'm sorry, yeah, brother yeah. Dave. I should. I, wait, mm-hmm. not to you. I, I, that, that's <laughs> it. You're going to purgatory now, man. Oh no! <laughs> I thought we was a full, full gospel podcast, man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. We're Protestant. <laughs> yeah, we're Protestant. We don't go according <laughs> yeah. to that. But uh, no, nah, <laughs> nah, I wasn't feeling too well. But brother, brother Brandon hit some good notes. I watched the Facebook live, so that was pretty good. And uh, brother Dan, you preached last Wednesday. How it went out? How it went for you? I think okay, yeah. Hey, praise God, Amen, Amen on that. Uh, now I got a question to ask you. You know, I, I see, I saw Brother Larson, and I saw Donnie uh, yesterday. I think it was doing that. How does it feel to be preaching in front of? You know, you have a camera there. You know, people are watching. But how's that? That atmosphere. You know, you you're a preacher. You you ready to get down? You ready to, to share the word? And there's nobody in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> when you follow the cross of Christ, the crowd is very small. Right. So, yeah. So you so you learn to adapt. Oh yeah. We just you know you just do what you got to do, and that's it. And um, uh, yeah, it, it's really just different now. But that's just part of the ball game and the situation that we find ourselves. So just I guess we could just thank the Lord that we do have mm, the technology yeah. to continue you know, to do what we're doing, you know, for the glory of God. But yeah, it, it's kind of a different feeling obviously after years of just being in a you know amongst the brethren mm. in the sanctuary that all of a sudden hardly anyone's in there but hopefully soon you know that'll turn around and uh, we'll be able to uh, to assemble again praise god yeah Amen. well that i heard some good news the governor here in louisiana went ahead and passed trying to trying to extend it the stay-at-home order for at least two more weeks mm. but uh yeah. the louisiana attorney general and a couple of other republican legislators are trying to figure out how they could stop it to get our economy moving forward it's a touchy situation mm. with that you know it's just up and down all the way around i don't like those stay-at-home orders and i don't know why i don't like it because i'm always gone <laughs> right i'm working so it don't yeah. don't really matter but anyway to to the people that have to stay home you know try to abide by what they're telling you unless it goes against the word of god then we have some issues right there so guys as we uh we get ready to start off i want to go ahead and make our normal announcements uh one is wherever you're listening if it's on apple google spotify or any other podcast platform please subscribe or like to us whichever platform uh chooses you know they say give us a thumbs up or a subscription that helps get the word out for the podcast and also updates you when new episodes come available also uh new beginning fellowship church is our home church where we dwell and we learn the word of god from uh brother daniel uh, and brother brandon do a great job uh running the church and there are some great pastors out there so go ahead and if you are on facebook go ahead and check us out new beginning fellowship church you can watch the live streams over there if you're in bro bridge please come and check us out 519 parkway drive my brother has a, a book 
that's been published for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the New Kingdom with Liberty Man, the Evil Stone. That is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. If you want to go ahead and check that out, that's a great read and good for young adults. If you have any problems with um, with finding the the book, please shoot us a message on Facebook, and we'll get that information out to you as soon as possible. Also, we got a brand new announcement. Brothers, just searching. You could say is expanding mm-hmm. just a little bit. Uh, Brother Daniel has decided to create a podcast. It's called Defender of the Faith, where Brother Daniel talks about world events and end times and mm-hmm. just some things that the Lord puts upon his heart. It's on uh, Apple. It's on Google. It's on Outcast. It's on Spotify. A lot of the same platforms we are on. You can find Brother Daniel on there, Defender of the Faith. And you just look up brother uh, Daniel B. Pena, and that will be the podcast to go to listen to it. Listen to the uh, one for a couple of weeks ago. Great message about repentance and the church. And it's just some things that we need to hear right now. And look, we, we're encouraged by brother Daniel. Brother Daniel helped us with this podcast and continues to help us out. And as he branches out to do his podcast, please go and support him. Subscribe. And listen to what the Lord has given him. So guys, I was brought up with a question the other day. We were talking to a good friend of ours, me and Anthony. Mm-hmm. And he came up to us and he said, look, you ever thought about doing a podcast about teaching your kids the Bible, like having small Bible studies and just praying on your kids? Well, we never thought about it, but we thought that would be a very good encouraging word for this week. You know, with all the coronavirus and everything going around, people's moods are just down. You know, stock market is going up and down. You don't know what it's going to do. Uh, here in Louisiana, the all prices have just plummeted. Our audience in Texas, same thing. You know, people rely on that and it's just being taken away because of this virus can't go to church, can't do anything like that. So we thought it'd be a very encouraging word just to help you this through this pandemic to teach your kids the Bible. I'm going to go ahead and start by reading a very common passage, uh, a verse of scripture that you probably know at the top of your heads. Psalms 119. Verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You read those scriptures and you're saying, well, well, Brother Isaac, it's true. You know, we read the Bible, we read it, it gets hit in our heart and we walk the straight and narrow path. You also hear it on Sundays. You hear it on a live stream. You might hear it on the radio. You might get the verse of the day like I do. And you're really growing in the Lord, but... As a man of God or a woman, a woman of God, are you teaching that to your kids? See, that's a lot of things that I've been thinking about since we started talk, thinking about this podcast and doing this episode. Man, look, I got to work on it. I'm, I'm a dad of two beautiful boys, love them to death, but I don't do my job. Sometimes I don't pray on them as I should, or don't read with them as I should. And look, that's no fault, but my own. But I do this podcast. And I want to reach out to the world. But my my first ministry 
is to my sons to train them up in the word and to teach them the word of God so that the word of God can be in their heart so they can stay withstand the world. Now you might be thinking to yourself, brother Isaac, why are you saying that? You know, we got to reach the lost. true, but the Bible says in first Timothy three, four, for if a man knows not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the house of God, mm-hmm. the church of God? So you, so you, you want to go ahead and evangelize. You want to be a pastor. You want to be a teacher. You want to do some in the ministry, be a worship leader. But if your kids are not being sown by you and you showing them how to serve the Lord, how you expect for them to grow up as uh, grow up in the Lord and you're more worried about other people, but you're not worried about your own kids. So, so I hope I'm not making anyone angry with this introduction, but it needs to be said mm-hmm. how many families are not taking the time to read to pray and to sow into their kids. Look, thank God we got a great church. We got a great children's ministry. You know, we, we sow into the young kids, but that's only one day out of the week. As fam, as parents, we need to take that stand and say, Lord, like Joshua said in Joshua 24, 15, mm-hmm. for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and open it up to the panels. Uh, Brother Daniel, You, your kids are out of the home. Some are married. Some just finished college. <clears throat> Growing up. Well, you raising your kids, how did you sow the word of God into them? And how did you raise them to where they're at today? Well, first of all, we got to give God the glory for all of it. As a parent, there's much responsibility and duties for, uh, for us, especially if we have children to raise them up in the ways of the Lord. So sometimes you just got to picture your children like a garden, you know. You plant the seed first, and so we know that there's a lot of toiling, um, you know, to see that, um, to see them flourish and all that. The watering, the weeding out, of, you know, of the weeds, the toiling of the ground, the sunshine, the air, and all that. So, you know, that's how I look at things. Um, it's one of the most, I don't want to say difficult or hardest uh, responsibilities, you know, a person's lifetime is being a parent it really is it's one of the ones that are more heavy because you know you are responsible for your children and so we take it to a step further than that that if we're a believer then we even have more responsibility right because we're not we know that as the lord said of us you know we're in this world but we're not of this world so our lifestyle should really be cutting against the grain compared to this world system so saying that, you know, it just, it takes, it's just a little bit harder, but it doesn't mean it's not impossible to raise your kids, even at a time like this. Right. So, you know, so it just takes a lot of, um, and just seeking the Lord and you're going to make errors. You're going to make, you know, your mistakes as you're, you're trying to show them because, you know, the children are different when they're little and they're five years old, they're kind of, you know, yeah, they're all over hard. the place. <laughs> the, the attention span is very short. So you have to, you know, you gotta, you just gotta hit them with something real quick and real fast because they're, you know, they're just kids. Mm-hmm. You, you probably get their attention, what, like, I don't know, a minute or so. So you want to just try to work on them on that as you're doing a Bible study. And then not only that, but you can just, uh, 
use examples around the house if you're outside playing with them in the yard that's another form of doing you know teaching them about the things of god teaching them stuff like you know god created these trees and the sun mm -hmm. and the cloud so there's many different ways but it's just it's just starting somewhere and you know the earlier that we start with our children the better off they're going to be the bible says to train up a child when they are younger when they get older they shall not depart from it mm -hmm. and so when i read that scripture what i see is just that the possibility between the child and being grown up there is that possibility that they will leave so for example what i'm talking about is uh, i was raised in the church my mama took me to church but then there came a time that um i decided i wanted to do my own thing so for many years you know i did my own thing you know out there but then i came to my senses again you know to come back to the lord jesus christ because he found me in the mess that i put myself but i believe a lot of it had to do with my mama's prayer and because of the teaching of the word as you know as a child so that's what that scripture means to me that no matter what's going on we're trusting the lord with our children we have to be honest with ourselves all right everyone thinks that uh when my kids were small i was thinking you know we're going to be on fire nothing's going to happen and boy was i in for a rude awakening <laughs> because as they got older you know more temptation started coming from the world uh, from their friends and and all just all kind of activities mm -hmm. so that's when you really you really just need to trust the Lord to keep praying as you take them to the house of God, no matter what's going on in their own life. So, but I do firmly believe that there will be results of the gospel and the word of God that would come out of their hearts and their lives as they get older. And that's, that's, that's what I really believe. So that's beneficial. Oh, well, you know how you're talking about brother Daniel about like taking them outside and showing them about the creation and stuff. But there's another thing too, that most parents don't realize they can do. If you go to De uh, Deuteronomy, Chapter 11, verses uh, 9, it says right here, or I'm sorry, uh, 19, it, uh, it says right here, You shall teach them to your children. Speak of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, uh, when you should write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, so that your days and that the days of your children may multiply in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them. So that's another way of like training your children. I remember when I was growing up, and we still have it today. If you will come to our house, we have like pictures of uh, the scriptures of the Psalms. Or we would have carvings or something where they show scriptures like on the ice box. I remember going to Mo Pastor's house and his wife would have scriptures all over, <laughs> you know, her ice box. You know, so when the children open the ice box, the scriptures are right there, you know, uh, and whatever. So that's another great way of uh, teaching your children the word of God. Put them, put them by the, like in their rooms, you know, put on their doors, you know, put it where, you know, they can read. And so that's an Old Testament thing, but I find it works great. You know, you you know, you get you get your children engaged in the Bible. It's the principle know? of it because yeah. Look, I'm I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna have to confess something, and I'm still a young parent. I'm still learning. You know, uh, Netflix. Look, Netflix can be a lifesaver sometimes, but it could be a real mm -hmm. hindrance. You know, mm -hmm. my father-in-law said the other day my oldest was running around saying something about killing, killing, and he looked at it. It was a movie playing and. It was a worldly movie, you know. My son can operate an iPhone better than me. <laughs> As you know, y'all call me the Wiz. He, he's the he's the Wiz Junior. <laughs> but we we went look at it, and it was a it was a wrong it was a bad movie. Now we're not saying we're bad parents. We give him an iPad right. and say, look, yo, it's right. just something he came across. Mm -hmm. And we told him, well, you can't watch that no more. He was upset, but hopefully later on. And look, when you talk about putting on the walls, but 
Put them on godly movies. We started, yeah, that too. you know, thank God that David A.R. White and his wife created Pure Flicks because mm-hmm. there's tons of Christian movies that are sound doctrine on there mm-hmm. for kids. Uh, he, he's been watching the story of Joseph. He loves the story of Joseph. So even that, you know, make sure your kids are watching biblical television. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because little brother, and you said it earlier, as growing up, especially me, I heard a former youth pastor of mine say that he said, look, y'all going to face temptations mm-hmm. that I never faced. Mm, yeah. yeah. I think right. every generation, because mm-hmm. I can tell young adults now, y'all going to face things that I never faced. Me either. Mm-hmm. You know, pornography used to be on just a computer, a big, these big square tubes. Now you got computers in your phone, in your hand. Mm-hmm. So that's kids. Kids got a, the technology's great. At the same time, you need to watch what your kids are doing. I know we're not mainly talking. We're talking about it, but as Anthony said, just make sure that they, that's why I said thy word is hitting my heart. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, it's just that's where the kids have to realize that we're trying to lead them to that path mm-hmm. and help right. them out to find the light. Well, it's like you were saying, you know, we live in a generation now where... You know, it's going to get worse because the Bible said in the last days, men will grow wicked. You know, it's going to be like in the days of Noah. They were giving in marriage. They were eating and drinking. And, you know, we're in a society today where it's going to be hard to be a Christian, mostly a young Christian. It's going to be hard because you have this conflict where, you know, because the reason why we're dealing with this because parents don't know a lot of things to deal with. Like, for example, I was watching a video. Like, he's talking about witchcraft. And he says the reason why they're not paying attention about the witchcraft because they didn't have that when they were growing up. The parents, mm-hmm. they didn't have to fight the Harry Potters or they didn't have to fight these demonic hardcore witchcraft that's going on today. So that's another example why parents need to keep update of what's going on because a lot of things you were dealing with, your kids are not dealing with, mm-hmm. you know? And we can go even to that even mm-hmm. sexual immorality mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. You know, kids think that's just a free pass to Mm-hmm. To have fun or, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I really love this girl and I really love this guy. And they, they go ahead and they make that decision. Look, you know, back in the day, and not as, you know, it was starting to go out when we were young, Anthony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But bit. back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, that was shunned upon. Oh, you had sex out of wedlock. Oh, that's a... Oh, that was old. That Lord. was wrong. But now mm-hmm. it is overlooked. Prime example, mm-hmm. looking through Snapchat today, they had a um, on the Daily Mail. They were showing a a model. She's a she's a famous social media model, whatever. Made a cake, put it I am by on it. Went to her mom and dad, and her mom and dad's hugging her. Oh, we love you anyway. You are we, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. where have our nation come? Where where? Where are the parents? These parents were like, oh, we love you anyway you are. No matter what you're doing. And, the, and she was, I'm so relieved. But it goes to, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if these they were, they were Christians or what, but that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and the parents yeah. just embraced it. And that's, that's the sad thing. It's slowly, slowly, slowly going away with the spiritual side for the families. Amen. And I would just like to encourage all the parents out there. And you're probably... You know, going to say, okay, I understand, Brother Daniel, you know, with the quarantine all going on, but it's very important that 
Mm-hmm. They do spend some time. It seems like, well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Forgive me. But what I mean is that I know that most parents are like with their kids all day. Really, mom, if she's at home with the kids and dad's still working right now, praise God. But to, you know, just make that effort to find time to, uh, you know, to to teach him the word and all that and teach him how to pray. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when dad gets home, you know, at night, he can do his part too. That's what I used to mm-hmm. do. You know, pray with That's my right. kids and all that. But one thing that I used to do a lot, that was because I worked a lot, a lot. But mm-hmm. me and my family, my, my wife, my kids, we were always at church. You know, my kids got involved in ministry at a young age. They learned how to play music by the grace of God and things like that. So that was fine. So I like to encourage everyone else too to encourage your kids, you know, and things that God has gifted them. So that way they, they learn early and they, that's something that's going to stick with them for the rest of their life. But what I would do is Saturday mornings when I wasn't working, I usually work six, you know, six days out of the right. week. I used to do AC work <laughs> and all that air conditioning. So the Saturdays I was off, I made a point that me and my kids were going to have a Bible study, you know, before breakfast, before anything, I'd get up, mm. I'd have a word and they all sit around me. And, you know, it's not always easy. It's not no. always easy. You know, mm. Like I said, because my kids were varying in different ages and all that. But we pulled through. Hey, man, we pulled through yeah. with it. We kept going. So, you know, I can understand what you're saying. Being a, a young parent, you can get frustrated, sometimes even upset because mm-hmm. you're trying to teach them. And they're just kids, you know. Right. And yeah. their attention span, like I said earlier, is really limited. And plus, what's really fighting parents this, these days more than what I was as a parent, my kids were small, is the technology that we have yep. that the kids attention spans even less if it's right. not interesting if it's not kind of you know just with some action in it yeah mm-hmm. it's considered boring and then you just lose them right and so there you know there's got to be ways that we got to think now it's funny we're talking about this because i was looking mm. i ran into it on facebook a page and they have this uh, cartoon kind of like well i don't even want to mention it you know compare with marvel <laughs> but i'm talking about the graphics that marvel's use on theirs yeah. well, they use this but these are bible stories from the bible mm-hmm. oh, yeah. bible. i just think you know we need to mm-hmm. you know we got we got to get creative as far as finding ways how we can teach our kids That's the right. word of god and get them into them mm-hmm. things so it, it so it transferred from from the outside into the end let me read your scripture it says second timothy chapter Three verse uh, fourteen says this about Timothy. Now Timothy's a good, uh, a good example. He was mm-hmm. a young preacher, mm-hmm. had a lot of responsibility as a young man. <laughs> Paul said, "You're right. you know you're going to be taking over this. I got to go to the next church." So, all right, yeah. we'll talk to you later, Timothy. But he says, "It says and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus." So, what is the ultimate goal for us with our children? The ultimate goal is not only knowing the word and being taught it, but finally getting to a point to understand the gospel where they finally enter into right. you know, salvation. That's mm. That should be our goal. And yeah. then from that point, whatever the Lord is going to prepare them for their life as adults later on, that'll all follow through. But that's 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 our desires. We want them not only to, to know the word, but come to the point where the Holy Spirit is able to give them comprehension about salvation to the point that they're they're feeling conviction in their heart and their mind, and they finally realize, I need I need Jesus, you know, I need to get saved. Right. Well, the thing is too about parents. Parents don't realize they play a big part as much as they don't they don't realize it. Like for example, that's why it's important. I know we none of us is perfect. Nobody is, you know, even your parent and not. But the thing that's why it's so much important as a parent. To try to live for God because your parent, you know, your kids are watching you. Yeah. They, they are watching you there. And I noticed like growing up in church, I can tell 
that when the parents were strong in the faith, there was a, mm-hmm. there was a, not every case because there's some some kids still backslid. You know, we, you know it's sad, but it happens. Oh, yeah. But I notice when children are stronger in the Lord, when their parents are stronger, and I notice when the parents were flaky. You could tell during time, even the kids were in church. You can tell they were just like their parents. They weren't serious with the Lord. So that's why it's important not to be a taskmaster or a dictator, but at the same time, you know, teaching your kids and living Grow, the life. Growing you know? up, yeah. going to IYC, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of the biggest things. How many youth, mm-hmm. and we were youth at the time. Right, Anthony, right, you know, right. You Hard were, to believe. You yeah. were 17. Mm-hmm. I was yes. mm-hmm. 14, 15 yeah, years 15 old. 15 years old. And going to Brother Swagger's camp meeting at the time, the youth camp meeting, mm-hmm. a lot of kids will come up and tell us that now we were strong in the faith because our parents, our yeah. parents, mm-hmm. you know, look, we had my dad on last week. And if you, if you <laughs> listen to this podcast, my dad's very passionate about the gospel. But for example, my dad, I don't know about now. I don't live here no more. <laughs> so I don't live at the house no more, but. Yeah. Um, my dad used to wake up four, five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. pray, read, seek, and then he would go around and pray on us. So we had that knowledge. But a lot of kids over there were like, "Oh, my family forced me here," and you could tell that attitude. Now, by the grace of God, a lot of them kids got saved through that youth camp because mm-hmm. that Wednesday when we got there, mm-hmm. that wasn't the same person. Oh no, that was that Sunday was a change, and thank God. But you know, look, you mentioned in Timothy. As a child, mm-hmm. Timothy was taught as a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's where we need to go as parents. Mm-hmm. We need to look and say, Lord, help me to teach my child. Like mm-hmm. Brother Daniel said, that, that should be the main goal of every parent. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you 100%. The, to bring a child to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, is one of the great... Look, I've won many souls in my, my, my short time on earth. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping, you know, if it's... If it, if it's at church or if it's in children's church or if it's with me, when my son says, look, I gave my life to the Lord, that's a mean that he understood mm-hmm. and we did our job correctly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, we think about the parable, you know, so I went out to sow seed and you were talking about the different yeah. uh, conditions of the heart. And you know, it's so, that's why I say it's very important when, you're, when your children are so small like that, they are very t- uh, tender in their heart and sensitive and mm-hmm. still have an age of innocence so what better time to plant that seed of them of the word of mm-hmm. God and start preparing them? We have to be honest. You know, once our kids get to a certain age, the spirit of this age is going to be pulling mm-hmm. on them like a mm-hmm. magnet that they've never felt before. So, you know, we just try our best. And no, no parent is perfect. We, I made mistakes, no. certain things I've done. And I was a tyrant. I, I'm going to admit it right now. I'm going to be real. <laughs> yeah. Times that when I with my kids at the beginning, just, you know, trying to force feed them the word. So you learn yeah. after mistakes. Man. You you, right. you just learn from your mistakes and you figure out, well, that's not going to work. So, you know, the Lord gives you grace to learn how to give grace to your children. But, you know, you learn after a while that, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Mm. And so, you know, the thing is, I can't, I cannot, um, you know, just push on this, the importance of our children knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say something. You know, people get mad at me. I love you. Listen to me. I love you right now. And I've been guilty of it myself to a point. Mm. But some of our children know more about Marvel comic heroes right. yeah. than the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be Amen. honest. Right. Or all the video games. And hey, I'm not against those things as long as they're not 
to a point in a child's life where that's what they're just that's so right. passionate for and nothing's of the things of God or praying or wanting to come to the house of God or wanting to pray to Jesus. But, you know, mm-hmm. we see the kids can name uh, comic characters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how what planet they were from, what superpowers <laughs> and all that. And yet yeah. they have a, a lack of understanding of that's Jesus right. Christ. And I mean, right. so that's what we got to work on. And I, I'm talking to myself. Right. I'm just explaining to you the good, the bad, and the ugly. It That's wasn't right. this perfect. You know, I raised my kids. There was many battles. There was there were some mistakes and all that. But the Lord pulled us through. And, you know, honestly, uh, you know, of our kids, you know, we got three that are serving the Lord and two are just still not yet. But wherever they're going right now, they know the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so sooner or later, they're going to have to surrender to that right. because they're reminded wherever they go and whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. they know where they need to be. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was thinking about that a while back. You know, and it's not just for children, it's for grown-ups too. You know, how the devil, he's good of taking people away from God. You know, and like I said, I'm not against movies or sports or nothing like that. I believe they have their place. But it comes when it comes an idol. And it can come for grown-ups. It can it could be children. You know, like they had a football player or a basketball player that died a couple of years ago. And I mean, I agree for his family, but you thought this man was Billy Graham almost when he died. You thought this man was God dying. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. But like you said, when it gets to the point where they know more about a sports guy or a superhero than they know their Bible, mm-hmm. the devil can do that with anybody. He wants to take them away from the promises of God because he can't have it. No. You see, he's done. He's finished. He, he's he's he, he's gone. So we, he don't have a chance, but we have a chance. So he said, I'm going to do all I can to hate God. And to I don't want him to go to heaven because I can't go to heaven or I can't have the promises of God no more. So he puts these things to get us distracted. And he's good at that. Yeah, he, he's trying. Mm-hmm. He's trying to overcome uh, the father. Mm-hmm. But we know we read the end of the book. It won't happen. Mm-mm. So and he, he knows the book a lot better than we do. So he, how many people can I pull down with me? Mm-hmm. That basically his mentality is mm-hmm. saying in all ages, yeah, all all ages, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. little brother Dan, you were talking about video games. Look, I'm 27 years old and I still play video games. Just saying, <laughs> but you know, I, but you know that and that's the thing about you know about me. I think my son and like he asks all the time, and I don't get time, but you know, to play video games with him. He's like, Dad, can we play this game? Dad, can we play this game? And we got some kids games for him and stuff like that. And when he plays or what I'm playing, he's watching. He's just watching. Mm-hmm. And that that can't be the main focus. You get what I'm saying? Right. Look, like I said, and I relate to that because, like I said, I love playing video games. Whenever I get the time, I, I try to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he's watching that. And I remember growing up, I would spend hours upon hours. And my parents mm-hmm. had to say, no, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Only this certain amount of time that. Oh, and at the time, I'm thinking, well, why are they punishing me? It was benefiting <laughs> to help me. Right. And. But it, it it is amazing. Like cars, there's some kids that come. Do you know the 1955 Mustang? They had this and this and this and this. Call me John one one. Uh, they don't know what it is, and that that's the that's kids in church. And that goes that that goes across the board. Anything could become an idol, mm-hmm. right? You know, for the believer, it could be even researching, yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Know? Well, uh, it, it goes too. to a point. Oh, uh, yeah. Kyle Eidemann wrote a book called uh, "Gods at War." Mm-hmm. And in the introduction, he said the reason he got the idea for it because little girl was quoting the Ten Commandments to him. And he said, uh, well, have you ever lied? And he, you know, typical teaching parent moment. Yeah, yeah. And she she mentioned something. She said, well, at least I didn't do one, daddy. I had no other gods before me. 
And he, he said he, he wanted to tell her more, but he, the Holy Spirit said, no, that's enough. Yeah. So he put her to sleep and the Lord started dealing with him. He said, how many kids, and well, how many people have mm-hmm. that mentality mm-hmm. of, I don't have no uh, gods before me. And they're looking at the watch wondering when the NFL game is going to start or right. the NBA mm-hmm. game is going to start. Mm-hmm. And look, you mentioned something earlier, Anthony. Mm-hmm. When you see the kid, when you see how the kids act and you look at the parents, <laughs> Nine out of ten, you know, mm-hmm. is gonna. If you see a parent looking at the watch, mm-hmm. evidently you're gonna see the kids start looking at the watch, or you're gonna mm-hmm. see them in that. And it's sad because there's a lot of times. Look, I'm guilty of that. Look, there's some times I'm looking on my phone, and Brother Brandon's probably preaching this. He's gonna slap me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he, you know, sometimes Brother Brandon's ministering, my phone goes off, and I'm mm-hmm. distracted by it. Mm-hmm. And look, like Brother Daniel said, kids. My, a while back, I tried reading the Bible with my my kids, mm-hmm. and they were bouncing off the walls. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard. I, I didn't even read two verses yet. Mm. But and that that's that's where we need to we need to focus on because brother Mike said it the best way, and that was years ago. He said they had a man. He was he was an alcoholic, and he was going to his bar to dr- uh, his uh barn to drink, and he was walking. He heard he said, "Daddy, daddy." He looked back, and it was it was snowing. And the kid was walking in his footsteps. And he said, look, I'm following right in your footsteps. Mm. He said, the Spirit of God convict him like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Went to the pastor, got saved, and he gave away that habit. He said, look, my son made me realize mm-hmm. I'm walking to that bar, that barn to get a drink. Mm-hmm. One day he's going to be walking. Mm-hmm. I need to stop here. And it started at the parent where the parent said, Lord, forgive me. Mm-hmm. And he started training his son in the right way. You know, I was watching one day, uh, Andy Griffin one day, and it makes sense. The, the, the cop, the sheriff, uh, Andy, Andy yeah. he was sitting down one day and he was putting his legs and his arms up and the little boys watching him doing the same thing like mm-hmm. him. And so that tells you, yeah, there's a lot of, you got to watch what you do pretty and much. And that's why I said in the introduction, yeah. you know, you want to be a light to the world. And look, I agree with that. Brother Dan, you, you evangelize, mm-hmm. you know, we witness on the streets when we get the opportunity at work. And we want to win souls. Hey, that's our main, our main, but if your kid's going to fall away to the wayside, Mm -hmm. yeah, you maybe won souls and they're going to heaven. And the Lord Mm -hmm. says, look, great work, but you failed to Mm -hmm. to win one Mm -hmm. and it's your child. Mm Because that's the first point to lead them to Christ. Like brother Dan said earlier, Mm -hmm. lead them to Jesus so they can come to the, to the saving grace of Jesus and teach them the word of God. Amen. I could give you another example, even my own personal walk. There was a time, you know, when you're young, you just feel like you're invincible. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in my very early thirties and I'm doing air conditioning. So you have the energy. Well, not only would I go to work, but because we had a really small congregation and a building that was, you know, halfway decent, there was a lot of times <laughs> I'd be going and doing repairs. So I would go wow. from, you know, from work and then go straight to the church and mm. you know, do what I can do to fix. There was a period of time where I was spending so much time doing that, that finally one day my wife told me, Daniel, the kids are asking for you, where you been? And mm-hmm. it was just like, when she confronted me, I mean, she wasn't ugly, but she just said, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. we miss you. That's what it's an SOS, you know, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, it was like, it was like, like the Holy Spirit just got a pail of cold water to splash it on my face at that moment. And so you're right. You know, your, your, your most important ministry is your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from there you can start reaching out to, I, you, I've heard so many testimonies of preachers, kids that are so bitter 
towards God, yes. so bitter mm-hmm. towards ministry, mm-hmm. because they felt that they were left out. Yeah, just left mm-hmm. to the side. And you can't blame that to that, them to a point. So you know, we also want to encourage our parents that you know to always make sure that you mm-hmm. balance. If you're a preacher, pastor, evangelist, Christian, even you know whatever, that you balance that time with your kids. Because let me tell you, that what kids are going to remember most of all is not that Christmas toy that you bought them twelve years ago, <laughs> right. yeah, or that right. birthday present you bought uh-huh. them ten years ago, or even all those possessions. They're okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember the quality time mm-hmm. that you spent with mm-hmm. them at the park. You don't have to spend right. a dime. You know, right. you want to buy some ice cream. That's fine <laughs> with that. But you just take them out and and be a family and. Talk about the things of God and show them examples mm-hmm. of God, you know, in everyday life. So, you know, praise God on that. But um, I would also like to encourage, um, uh, you know, like single parents right now right. that might be listening. You're saying, well, it's easy for you to say that, you know, because you got a, a mom and a dad in the home. All I can say is I could just mm-hmm. pray that God will give you grace to deal with the situation that you're at. You know, because right. I came out of a single home. A single right. parent home, my mom and dad separate. When I was very young, so I know the effects of that too. So, but God can, you know, turn it around for you and give you grace to even raise up your family in a situation like that. You know, you were talking about how you know some people like you told them that they won't remember the presence; they remember the time you spent with them. I remember I was watching a movie one time, and the guy was rich. He was like a millionaire, but he was never time. He never spent time with his son. He never, you know. And that you could tell that's what the boy wanted in the movie. And the man told him that, and he was a country man. He was, in, you know, he was a poor country man. He says, you know what your son wants? You can give him all the money in the world, but that's not what he needs and that's not what he wants. He wants you to go in that lake and swim with him, spend mm-hmm. time with him. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think, because, oh, we got a bunch of money or we have a, a, a million dollar job that's going to make uh, our kids happy, that's going to make us happy, and it don't work like that. Sometimes you said it's the cheapest things. You know, just taking them to the park or playing ball with them or just taking a a box and pretend like they're in a spaceship. That don't cost much money. I mean, you know, it's just the idea. The box might not cost much money, but what was in the box (laughs) might cost a lot. But, you know, it's just, you know, it don't take much, you know. Look, I'm going to pull an example. And everybody sings, well, they used to. I don't know Mm -hmm. about now in modern day churches. Mm -hmm. But uh, the writer of I Am a Friend of God, Mm -hmm. he... You know, his mama was recommended to abort him. And she said, no, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to raise my son. I'm going to raise him in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm. Israel Hooten, last time I heard, was leading worship mm-hmm. at Joel Osteen's church. Mm-hmm. Wrote, I am a friend of God. He wrote a number of songs that edified the body of Christ in the early 2000s mm. and early 2010s. So, you know, she took a, first off, she took a stand of faith saying, I'm not going to abort him. Mm-hmm. But she said, I'm going to raise him. She was a single parent. Mm-hmm. What if she would have said, not, if she would have took the easy way out? Let's just say the, 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 the modern day left and all of them say let's just take the easy way out mm-hmm. just abort it you know you don't have to worry you can have a husband and all that later on have kids mm-hmm. god wouldn't have used him but from a young age she taught him how to live for god and look god uses man throughout the world tim tebow is another example mm-hmm. you know i know we're not going on abortion but tim tebow was the same way tim tebow's parents were said hey abort him and they didn't now look, his parents weren't that well known, but now they're known all over the world, and they still. Tim Tebow has his own mission. Mm-hmm. He preaches every chance he gets. 
it, it just, it's just amazing what God can do through a child that's been raised yeah. mm-hmm. in the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really powerful. You know, um, you know, we're just being real tonight. There's no way that my family is, is perfect in many ways. All the years, it's just what it is. It's God's grace has been poured upon. Right. But I, what I'd like to say also is, um, is that we can't keep our kids in a bubble forever. And no. that's something I'm just telling you the mistakes I've made. So maybe mm, somebody could mm. just learn from this and you can yeah. get some wisdom out of it. You know, you there's, there's going to be times that you're going to start learning how to just let go a little bit and trust them as they're getting older as teenagers and getting younger adults. Because basically what we're doing, we're just raising them up until become their own self person until they find their own self identity. Another problem I've seen with the early church was trying to keep, you know, our children away from the world system. We have to reverse that and say, look, whatever God has a calling in your life and whatever work, because not every one of our children are going to be involved in full-time ministry. They're going to work. But and that saying that, what I mean by that, whatever they're working at, they still can be effective with the gospel and bring the good news to their workplace, whether it's your occupation or an office uh, FedEx, wherever, whatever they're doing, they can bring glory to God in their life and be a light in a dark place. You know, we have to, we got to let our kids go at one day. So later you just got to put the, you know, you got to get the <laughs> arrow out of the back and put it in the bow and shoot it out and let the Lord yeah. send him where he's mm-hmm. going to send him. You can't stay behind the rock forever. Exactly. You know, so that's just another encouragement I would just like to say what needs to be done. We need to send them out, you know, whatever the Lord has for them and look, you know, your children are your children. You're going to see them make mistakes as, mm-hmm. a, you know, as a parent. You just got to love them, you know, advise them the best you can and pray for them, you know, because right. I made mistakes. Me and my wife made mistakes when we were younger Christians, and we'll probably make some more <laughs> down the road. But what I'm saying, not you, know, you brother this Daniel. This is grace. You know, we need, we need grace. You know, uh-huh. we need grace. And, you know, when I was young, I was just really overprotective and I didn't uh-huh. want them to make any big, you know, major mistakes and this uh-huh. and that. But we're, uh-huh. we have yeah. to be real. You know, we have to be real. Let them go and trust them in the hands of God for their right. life. Amen. That's right. And, and look, I'm going to say this. And, Man. you know, we're involved in ministry. This is a ministry right yes, here. Yes. I play music. But, uh, Anthony, you're an usher at the church, but then you're assistant pastor. And, look, hey, we're part of ministry. But I think a lot of families, what what they do is they shelter their kids and they think God's going to use them. God's going to put them in a ministry. God's going to. Not every, not every person's called to ministry right? Mm-mm. and thank God. Some people are not in ministry. There's look, there's some people that love the Lord, mm-hmm. but they're a prayer warrior, right? right? They're not a, you know, they're not a pastor. They're not a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it goes to the point of them saying, you know, look, look where I work at. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a trucker by trade. Mm-hmm. I drive trucks, mm-hmm. dumb trucks. And look, I, Sailors are at the top of the profanity. <laughs> Dumb truck drivers or truckers in general are right at the bottom of it. <laughs> number <So> two. <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, number you know two. what I'm talking about, uh, man. Number, yeah. So, you know, you oh, know, yeah. it's just that, you know, I can't hide from that. You get what I'm saying? There's going to yeah. be F-bombs fly. Uh-huh, There's going to be some yeah. dirty jokes flying. As a believer, I have to, I, you know, and so I made that mistake. right? trying to mingle in with the crowd. Mm-hmm. But one time when I was trying to mingle, somebody looked at me and said, that's not you. That's mm-hmm. a non-believer telling me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that opened my eyes. Well, no, I mm-hmm. can't mingle in with that crowd. Mm-hmm. I'm a separate person. 
And look, your kid talking about kids. Kids are gonna feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All my family's a Christian. They take me to church every every Sunday and Wednesday. They, they and all my friends. I'm just gonna mingle in. And that's when you gotta tell you, well, you're a lot of you're you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And that's a good teaching moment for kids, mm-hmm. is that we cannot mingle with the world like that. Oh yeah, when I see my kids start to strain a little bit, they have you know. I would just pray for that whatever you know they're dabbling with that they would it wouldn't satisfy them that there would be a conviction of the Holy Ghost to get a hold of their hearts and, and it's happened so um, you know your parents can testify as I can testify you know that our that we're starting to see uh, we're sowing I mean we're reaping what we've sown by by the glory of God of of our children and seeing now how they're being used in ministry and how That's they've right. grown. And the ways of the Lord. Let me tell you something. Nothing is more satisfying for a parent mm-hmm. to yep. see their children raised in the things of God. Maybe mm-hmm. missed it here and there, kind of fell out for a while. Right. But now they're serving the Lord. They're involved mm-hmm. in some type of ministry. It doesn't have to, you know, be in within the church walls, the facility, but they're involved in, in, in a ministry of just, you know, just sharing the gospel. That brings a parent more joy than anything else in the world. Mm-hmm. If my son became a millionaire, that wouldn't matter to me. As long as mm-hmm. he was serving yep. the Lord and sharing the gospel, that would mean more to me than the million dollars. Right. Now I got a question, yeah. brother Dan. Yeah. You know, you're That's right. talking yeah. about that. You know, song which you reap. Brother, brother Ben preached the other day at New Beginnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got a question. You know, you talk about sowing your roads and look, that's. Well, that's why our main focus is raising a kid to yeah. where they are raising children to where they, they serve the Lord. They be used by the Lord in any way, shape or form. Like you said, it was a problem. in that moment when you saw Benjamin preaching, what did you think I, as a, as a dad, yeah. you know, as looking at that, I'm, I, if, if you don't mind me, if you don't, if you don't mind, I'd just like to go a little bit back. I'm just going to give you a little testimony with Ben's birth, mm-hmm. right? Because the enemy literally tried to take my son out. Mm. My wife had to be off her feet for the last several months of the pregnancy with wow. Benjamin. And we're pretty sure that the, we were going to have twins, but the other baby didn't, make, didn't it. make it. She just went to the restroom one day and whatever, figured out something's wrong with me. Well, after that, the enemy really came and attacking her body. Mm. And we almost lost Benjamin in that. And that, mm. during that, what well, she did as far as the pregnancy. So I knew when that was going on, I knew that God had a calling in his life. And he's got a calling for every one of us. Right. Don't get me wrong, but I'm That's using right. that as a testimony. Mm-hmm. And so to answer your question about, you know, how did I feel? I wet my brother because I, you know, I just like, you know, only God could do that. Right. That, that's what you desire for your tri- children to serve the Lord. And I was just really humbled mm-hmm. and I was just thankful and I was just giving God the glory because mm-hmm. it's, it has to be one of the most uh, best experiences in my Christian walk mm-hmm. to see one of my children, you know, being used Amen. by the glory of God. And you know, and every, every parent's like that. Your parents are very, very right. pleased with you all, you know, mm-hmm. brother Lanny and sister Janice are very pleased. The Lord using you both in mm-hmm. your lives. And I know that yeah. you have testimony. So they understand that feeling right. and Lord willing of the Lord, Terry's and we go to our grave and you're mm-hmm. the next generation. Yep. You're going you're gonna to have that feeling too. It, there's just no mm-hmm. feeling like it in the world. You're, you know, they could become a, they can win the Olympic gold. They can become <laughs> president of the United States, but just yeah. to be used by God mm-hmm. is it brings more satisfaction right. than all the things right. of the world. Well, the thing is like, uh, you know, when you said Ben, God has special calling on Ben. It's like when I was growing up, you know, I died. Almost, well, Ashley died two or three times. Come on. And the devil was trying to take my life as well. So it's not like me and Ben, we're special. We're above everybody. God forbid. Ben would even say that. But the problem is God has 
a special calling on certain people and Satan tries to hinder it, you know, so it gets to you sometimes on the bad way because you feel like you have a pressure on your back to know, like, like I'm pretty sure you told Ben that he Ben God got a, a plan for you because, you know, Satan was trying to take you special. And so when you have that, it puts pressure on you because you're like, you know, what is it what God wants me to do? And that's where it got me to doing some of the things I'm doing now. Because that's what, you know, but I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, one time I was a teenager, once upon a time. I know it's hard to believe, but well, before we I go was, on, before we go on, yeah. me and brother Daniel yeah. are the only ones that have kids. <laughs> Anthony is talking from life experience, right? Before, right. So he yeah. don't have no kids yet. Right. I, I'm trying. Right. I'm, you know, ben, Ben's in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, we both the same you know, thing. You tell the sisters about the kids. They go, "Wait till you have your own." <laughs> <laughs> you see, no, but uh, no. The thing is, like, when you're a teenager, mostly when you have friends. And I think we can all relate to that one way or another. When you hang around with a crowd, even if they're Christian or non, you you know, even when you're a Christian crowd, people think, oh, because you 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 with no. Christian friends, you know, you with the same clique, you know, you're all holy and you're all thinking righteous thoughts, you know, you know, and you'd be surprised, you know, that some of your friends are not as Christian yeah. as you think. So that's where that's where I think what it hurts really at home is when you have friends that are Christian. Or if you have a family, you have a cousin or uh, mostly cousins, you know, if they're not saved, that's another big issue, you know, because like, why your dad and mom don't let you do this? Or or even most at work too, mm -hmm. even if you're older, people ask a question. And so it's not easy when you're getting out there in, in the world or your family or even with your church friends because their parents might not believe like your parents believe. And I've seen that a lot growing up. I mean, we live, we you know, went to a country church. It reminded me of kind of your church a little bit, kind of, you know. And, you know, and you, you, you were raised together as friends. And they're like, you know, your dad and mom, you know, they don't let you do this. You you're, know? Too, you're too sheltered. Yeah, yeah. I heard that <laughs> no, a lot. No, no, no. Like you bringing out that mm -hmm. point, though. Yeah. yeah. Shelter from the storm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, you bringing that up. And uh -huh. I told someone that the other day mm -hmm. when this topic was decided, mm -hmm. you know, growing up, me personally, mm -hmm. we had tons of friends at the little church we went to. Mm -hmm. If I can. If I can give you a rough estimate, probably 10 of my friends are still serving the Lord. Wow. That's impressive. And it's impressive. Out of 50, 60 kids. <laughs> so you right. get what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. and look, I was talking, look, mm -hmm. one of my friends now, she's an atheist. Wow. So you get what I'm saying? Yes. So you yeah. have that, you know, I lost contract, lost contact with a lot of them, but it just amazes me, you know, the ones that were sheltered mm -hmm. are the ones that are still serving the Lord today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the ones that had their parents, we love the Lord, but we don't want to force them to serve Christ or we don't mm -hmm. want to force them to come to church. Mm -hmm. Those are all the kids that have backslidden. Mm. So, and that doesn't go to a point like we talked about earlier. Parents really do play a key. Yes, they do in that and it's just mm -hmm. it's amazing just that just that thinking about that only a handful of people that i know that i grew up with are still serving jesus and are strong in their faith right. and there's right. someone that's saying they serve jesus and they're not strong in their faith right there's right. no place like home and the monkey see monkey do not that we're monkeys but that's just a, <laughs> that's just a saying so yeah, yeah. You know, the children are going to mimic whatever mom and dad's doing at right. home Be right. behind closed that's walls right. nobody's right. seen it just a family 
you know, they're going <laughs> to see a lot more in there. So what better yet to just te teach them the, you know, the things of God. And I would also like to say that, you know, when you do make mistakes with your children, you know, the best thing you can do is be honest and apologize to them. Right. And say, hey, oh, I was yeah. wrong in mm -hmm. this area. Maybe the way I yelled at you or, or mm -hmm. whatever. And you know what? Kids will take that to heart more than yes. anything mm -hmm. because it shows them the grace of God. through That's right. Not that God has to come and apologize <laughs> to us, but yeah. that God gives us grace, you know, to be merciful and to come and ask them for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And that speaks volumes. I don't know how many times I've talked to, um, uh, you know, non-believers that and I have worked like many companies. I've been in several different states, and a lot of times what would come up with, with men that are, or even women that I would witness to, they were always saying, "Well, you know what? I've been around this really, you know, prideful Christian, and mm -hmm. you know." never apologize when they're wrong and all that. Wow. I just think that's just a bad testimony it is. You know, for us that we need to humble ourselves and we're wrong. And can I say that if I never <laughs> walked prideful on the job site? No, I could never say that I never did that. Of course I have. Right. But okay. as the years go by, we learned that when we're, we're wrong, we're wrong, we're wrong. And we need just to say, I'm sorry. Right. And let me tell you something. That'll, 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 they will look at mm -hmm. you in a different perspective at the day saying, wow, I finally found one mm -hmm. that knows that they're not perfect and they need Jesus just as much as me. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. A little grace. Yeah. A little you grace know, it, it's amazing how parents, they want God's grace, but they got to realize they also got to give grace to those children as well. That's like God gives them grace. Mm -hmm. And uh, believe me, I mean, I don't have kids, but I've seen people with kids and I know that they, kids can drive you a, uh, you look they can at, drive you insane, you know. You look understand at some that, parents you know? and look, I, yeah. My wife, my wife told me that the other day. The mm -hmm. kids, my two boys were running around, and I'm, I'm trying to do something. And I, I mm -hmm. told one of them the other day, and you know the same thing. Forgive me, you know. Just, I said, man, it's funny how when I'm trying to do something, that's when y'all put the hyper button on. <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah. so, so I told, I told, uh, I, I was, I was, I was frustrated. I told him to go do something. I looked at my wife and my wife gave me them gracious eyes. She goes, I deal with them every day. You always at work. <laughs> so, but no, my kids are just, you know. Kids are kids. You, you, yeah. Can you imagine when the Lord has a look at us the same way? You know, the Lord's trying to do something in us. And we're just mm -hmm. like, no, Lord. And we just run in five different ways mm -hmm. trying to do our own thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Lord's like, uh. Yeah, when they ever going to learn. Yeah, when they going to learn. <laughs> it's grace. <laughs> it's know? grace. When it yeah. comes down to it, it's grace. You know, I remember preaching sometimes and my kids would be kind of fidgety. Started, you know, I just give them that look. I go, you know, I didn't get the look. I didn't get the look. I didn't get the look. I, get get the look. I got oh, yeah. the whipping in the first piece. Okay, <laughs> remember that? Well, that? That's what it means. That, <laughs> yeah. You know, when I give them the look, it's like, I'm going to talk to you later. And I'll make sure yeah. to. No, I remember, I remember one time. My dad, <laughs> my dad was a pastor for a few years yeah, and, uh, one day, I, all I remember was I was tossing and turning in the pew, mm -hmm. and all I heard was my dad say, hold on a second, and throw that to the whole church, and all yours, whack! I didn't move the rest of the service. I yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That happens. Thank thank God for small country churches. That's oh, a yeah. small country my church. My kids, my boys, they knew that when I pointed to the restroom, it was not going to be too good. I would go <laughs> in there, and I would not abuse them or beat them. You know, yeah. just chastise them with love and say, you know what? Yeah. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's all about, all we're trying to do is just teach mm -hmm. our kids to be, yeah. uh, you know, just productive citizens too. You know, who doesn't want? You know, kids that are that are obeying the law and doing right. So right. that's the blessing of, uh, you know, having a Christian home and Jesus Christ Amen. is our foundation. Right. Amen. Amen. It, it's uh, so much better when you have a Christian home, you know, because you got to realize, yeah, you're not perfect. But I've seen kids or even people my age when, you know, in their 30s, when they didn't grow in the Christian, a Christian home. Yeah. And you could tell how it's so much different from night and day, you know, that you could tell they had some order 
in their life, you know, and you could tell they had no, they doing whatever they want, sleeping around, drugs. I mean, they, it's like, it, it blows your mind. Like, and they look at you like you're funny, but you should be. I mean, if you're a Christian, they should look at you weird. Well, it, it goes you know? to a point like this. She's saying that and it yeah. reminds me of some, you know, a, a family, you know, you're going to see what the, the, the parent does, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of these parents ask me why my kid is high on dope yes, or mm -hmm. drinking beer and all that. Well, look and at you. you. Know, yeah. Look <laughs> at you because, you know, yeah, yeah they maybe didn't take drugs in front of their kids, but they drunk alcohol mm -hmm. and they, they do all that and they, they want, well, why my kid is in a rage? Well, if you're not safe, I think mm -hmm. a lot of kids, what they do, they look and I'm not justifying alcohol, drinking, smoking no, or no, anything no. like that. They're looking for something to fill that void. Mm -hmm. First of all, they're looking for a heavenly father's love. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for a parent's love. Mm -hmm. And look, there's not, I'm sorry to say it, just not in the worldly homes. There's some Christian parents mm -hmm. that don't, like Brother Danny said, take time with their kids mm -hmm. to teach them the word of God or anything like that. And they have a void of love there mm -hmm. and they're trying to fill in that void with material things mm. and look, look brother Dan, you said something uh, about playing in the park quarantine we can't do it we got a swimming pool the other day i spent about an hour in the pool with my, my sons that's awesome mm -hmm. that's good. you get what i'm saying and i spent quality time with them mm -hmm. so you know I, I show my kids the the love that of a father that needs to be there but at the same time there's some people that don't do that so when you're missing when kids are missing the heavenly father's love mm -hmm. and they're missing the fa their father, early father's love, mm -hmm. it goes to, it, it hurts, it, it hurts a kid. And it reminds me of that movie a while back by the Kendrick brothers, Courageous. Right. That whole movie was dedicated mm -hmm. about fathers raising their children. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about parents all general, but that's, that's what they need. They need, they need a father, they need the father, their early father or their early mother to show them how to reach God, the father and how to find love. And nine out of 10, your kids won't, won't be involved with alcohol, drugs or pornography or anything. Cause they're going to have the love of Jesus. And if they do that, they're going to remember what, ha what, what they had and come back to it. Hopefully. And they would never depart from it for sure. We, we have to also take into consideration that sometimes both parents are working Right. Sometimes they work, you know, 13 hours. So there's right, there's yeah. so much involved with all this. Mm -hmm. And I'll say another thing, too. As much as I like the technology we're using right now, even that has become a curse to the family. Right. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sorry to say, and I'm saying I'm guilty of it sometimes, too, you know. Uh, and me and my wife, we're learning. We're learning to put the phone down when we go to Whataburger <laughs> or something, you know. Yeah, and we start having yeah. this conversation. But it's just so easy just to order a burger, even with your children on you. Mm -hmm. And you're, you know she's on the phone i'm on the phone and we're mm -hmm. we're not even and the kids are on the phone well, why did we even come out you know to go right. eat a burger yeah. anyways we could yeah. just did, did that right. at home and stayed in the living room made homemade burgers well, and <laughs> with our toys my yeah, brother exactly. the brother in christ that brought this subject up to us yeah. mm. said he got his kids together to do a bible study and that was the first words out of their mouth can we have our phones <laughs> and he said no put the phones down and his kids were well we're gonna follow along with you guys we read the bible he said no and look he said they were trying to look for the trying to look at mm -hmm. technology the enemy's using technology to bring mm -hmm. the 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 attention span way down and look i've done that too we're all well, i just got my mm -hmm. i'm gonna Me use too. my bible on my phone mm -hmm. and, and it's a lot of temptation and oh facebook <laughs> yeah. yeah it's temptation yeah so, so i'm just encouraging parents with that that 
when you can, you know, just really need to just put all the gadgets out there, even just for dinner, if you're able to yeah. be around your family, <sighs> you'd be surprised how much, how precious that is just to put everything to the side. And, you know, that would, that would eliminate half the problems in, in the family because dad right. doesn't really know what's going on with his kids at school because they're not sitting at the table and mm-hmm. interacting and talking because everybody's doing their own thing as they eat. But there's something about getting around the family table and, and fellowship and, you know, you bless the food first and then you're able to, to enjoy some conversation with your wife go, and your children. Go watch mm-hmm. any old show. If it's leave it to beaver family, ma- uh, not family. Yeah. Family matters. Um, all these old shows that they, Andy Griffith, they all mm-hmm. sat down and ate at a dinner table when talking people well mm. we got we got cell phones now well that's the point you know they mm-hmm. didn't have that back mm-hmm. in the day and when the phone ringed on the show they look they gave a face like oh who's people know we eat so it, it's good there's the yeah it's pretty funny when you have to sit there you know church announcing one of us got to put your phone on mute you know <laughs> that's, i mean yeah. that shows us what we're at as you know we gotta we gotta admit our faults to the podcast audience oh, yeah. because oh, yeah. how many times we we're doing this podcast we're really into a good and you hear yeah i put mine in the room <laughs> I'm, like, I mean, I'm glad it's on mute it's embarrassing. <laughs> i've done it preaching all of a sudden my phone's going on like oh this is not good <laughs> so praise god anyways grace yeah, we're, yeah. we're grace yeah. we're not god preaching law we're talking grace you know just yeah. just uh <laughs> ask the lord to uh, yeah. pray seek for you know you know if anyone lack you know what wisdom wisdom you know, ask of god you know mm-hmm. and he'll give you the wisdom how to deal you know with your children how to deal with all that we're talking about tonight he will give you wisdom how to deal with it mm-hmm. and most of all this all has to do this all has to be done the foundation of it is the agape love that God gives us for our children. Everything has to be, uh, the agenda in the heart has to be because we love our children, you know, mm-hmm. because love is going to cover a multitude of sins. And believe me, you're going to need that love for your children. Because <laughs> sometimes you're going to want, <laughs> yeah, you're going <laughs> to, there's been a couple of times I saw, oh, yes, but, and, but and love. Bro, you know, you know, like, like Brother Renee says that, some looks at me and goes, Isaac, wait until the teenage years. Yeah. I say, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets well, well, it's kind of like I heard one pastor say, you know, your grandchildren are God's way of blessing you for not killing your kids when you thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm redoing it all over with my grandchildren. I'm starting all over with them. You know, I'm going to start. I have to get more involved with them. I'm getting convicted now. But as far as, you know, start yeah. working with them with the things of God, it's like round two. So I got a little bit of, yeah. uh, more, got a little bit of experience of like, yeah, okay, uh-huh. Lord, thank you. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, oh man, I just, I'm telling you, there's nothing like. And I bet that sometimes when you look at your grandkids, you're like, Man, my kids were young like that. I would have done different. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because you learn. Yeah. You learn from your first yeah. kids. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you learn your mistakes and you go on. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Well, guys, that's that's going to wrap it up for tonight. Brother Daniel, Brother Anthony, thank you all, mm-hmm. as always, for coming out. And, uh, guys, keep up the faith. You know, if, if you feel anything we talked about was, you know, touching your heart, go ahead and get in your prayer closet and let the Lord talk to you and guide you. On the way, look, I'm a young parent. My kids are still young. And I got I got a lot of things I'm probably going to be facing in the future. But by God's grace, I'm going to make it through if I trust in his word and trust in him. And that's what my advice to you tonight. Get into God's word, read it, and let him speak to you and trust him. And let him just guide you and lead y'all. So, guys, until next week, mm-hmm. we'll see y'all. Or you. 
see y'all they Lord can't see us at all <laughs> not right not right now we're in the works for something so but y'all have a good night and god bless